This episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast is brought to you by SeedsHereNow.com. With Crypto Wednesdays, James Bean's Vault, and Easy Peasy Credit Card Checkout, you cannot go wrong with SeedsHereNow.com. Here we go. Welcome to the show, Podcast World. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff. This is episode 766 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, we're going to feature my new strain, John Lemon. Before I get to that part of the show, let's do a few shout outs to a few of the kind of folks who continue to support the show on Patreon. Let's kick it off with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to Jessica K. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to my buddy Sam Heads. I want to send a thank you shout out to a longtime supporter, my buddy Glenn Gironi. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to SC Dung Slinger. I need to send a big thank you shout out to Canna Reaper. Let's send a thank you shout out to Dude Grows. Let's send a big fist bump to Spartan420. I want to send a big thank you shout out to my buddy Growing Old Man Style. Let's send a thank you shout out to Aaron. I want to send a big fist bump to B Bala. I want to send a thank you shout out to my buddy Frogman420. Then let's wrap it all up with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to Mr. McBlunts. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need will be right there on the screen. And you know I do include a link in the show notes and in the video description to make it nice and easy for all of my friends to support the podcast. If you've been following along, I'm sure you know that I've been struggling from recovering from the uh, COVID-19 virus. You could probably hear it in my throat and my voice. I'm doing a lot better now. This episode's going to sound a lot better. I've got more air. I don't have to clear my throat as often. So that is your quick COVID update for this episode. Thank you for all the well wishes, uh, the ideas, the advice, the comments, the uh, emails, all that stuff. Thank you guys. I do appreciate it. It's great to have such a good community behind me supporting me. Thank you. I feel much better. I'm sure you can hear it. Still a little bit of funk in the throat and the lungs, but way better. The ears don't sound so gooey. So I feel much better. Thank you. I'll stop giving updates in an episode or two. Um, I'm glad I'm feeling better because Fish is coming to Denver. That's right. My favorite band on the planet is Fish, and they are doing four nights at Dick's Sporting Goods, uh, the giant soccer field in Commerce or in, uh, yeah, Commerce City there in Denver, Colorado. Uh, Commerce City just outside of Denver. You know what I mean, but Fish is coming, and I will be at all four nights of the Fish concerts. If you are there, please come say hi. Give me a high five. Give me a hug. Shake my hand. Give me a fist bump. I really don't like it when after an event, people email me and they say, hey, bro, I saw you at the fish concerts, but I did not come say hi. Why not, dude? Come say hi. It's a fish concert. We're all friends. We're all bros. We're all hanging out. Come say hi. However, don't talk while fish is playing. That's a general rule. Don't talk to me while fish is playing. Save it for set break. Save it for right after the show. Give me a high five. Keep going. Just say hi. Don't ignore me. You don't have to say, hey, bro, saw you there and ignored you. That's not cool. I'm a community kind of dude. I'm friendly. Say what's up. I may just may have some seeds in my back pocket, especially if I can sneak them through security on the first night. If first night goes easy, we'll take more every night. All right. That is the fish ramble. Please join me. Say hi at the fish show. 
I'm also excited, proud, and happy to announce that iReDirect can now accept credit cards. That's right. If you were shopping on iReDirect.com, we can accept credit cards. We can take credit card payment. We could take Venmo, Cash App. Uh, what's the other one? PayPal. We could take most forms of payment at this time. In most cases, we can even accept cryptocurrency, but you will have to send me an email for that one. Let me know what you've got. I'll figure out how to take that one. But we can now accept credit cards on iReDirect.com. Make sure you check that out. There are new strains and new prices on iReDirect today. This episode comes out on Monday. The sale will start on the 1st. It will go through this month. There will be some things left. You did not miss it if you're just hearing this on the 1st of the month. However, the patrons and the Discord members and the members of the newsletter did hear about it first. This episode will come out Monday. That sale does start on the 1st. There will still be a lot of things left for the sale and the fresh drop. That sale will continue through the month. Make sure you check that out. The people on Patreon, the people on Discord, and the members of the newsletter did hear about the sale first, so make sure you sign up for one of those avenues. The patrons, of course, did get a coupon code. Shout out to everybody for supporting the show on Patreon. Once again, that sale will last through the month of September on iredirect.com. While I'm talking about the website, I do want to give a big shout out to my web dude. Shout out to the web guy. I don't know which name you want me to use here, bro. You know who you are. You're the badass motherfucking web guy. I've been keeping this dude busy for the past week. I think I'm the only project he's had time to work on. Getting iRedirect going and compliant with the credit card compliance setup was kind of a challenge. So we got that going. Web dude, shout out, bro. I owe you one. I know I already sent you a gift pack, but that took longer than anticipated. So I owe you another one, bro. Let me know what I could do for you. All right, let's move forward. I've been rambling for quite some time. The show's getting long already. We haven't even talked about the main topic of this podcast. The main topic of this show is my new strain or one of my newest strains. It is called John Lemon. I'm sure you've seen me post. Maybe you haven't. I hope you have seen me post pictures of it to social media. Uh, follow me on Instagram, Irie underscore genetics. Check me out on Cannabuzz. Once again, Irie underscore genetics. Join the Discord. I'm all over social media. Search Irie genetics. You cannot miss me. I've been posting pictures lately of a plant that I am calling John Lemon. Let's talk about John Lemon for just a little bit. <clears throat> A quick description is that John Lemon uh, smells like sour skunks and diesel fuel. The main thing you're going to hear me say a lot here is sour. This one is stupid sour. Uh, I'd almost got a lot of names with the word sour or sour in there. Shout out to my East Coast friends. Uh, but I don't say sour and there's enough sour out there. So I wanted to go with the creative name. We will talk about why I got that name. Um, the aroma makes my eyes feel itchy. I've always talked about sour diesel. Um, it has this weird effect on my eyes. The John Lemon has that same like, I don't know, it's almost like an allergy effect, but in a good way, like my eyes get, I could tell when someone's got some sour diesel or John Lemon in the car, in the room, it makes my eyes get this itch. Uh, the real deal East Coast sour diesel stinks so bad that I said in the car, it stinks so bad you can't hide it. Uh, you could double bag it, you could put it in a jar, you could put it in a bag inside of a jar. You gotta vacuum seal it or something or we are going to smell it. That East Coast sour diesel, the real deal diesel, is a super fucking stinker. You cannot hide that one. And then when you do open the bag at a party or in the car especially, everybody knows what you've got right away. Like, bro, he's got the fire. And they all come congregating. So you got to be careful if you got that one. Keep it double bagged. Be careful where you open it. And you can't even open it in the car. You cannot open the real deal sour diesel or the John Lemon for that matter in the car because it will stink up the car so bad that it smells like you smoked in there for the next week. Even if you don't light it, just open the jar, give it a smell, let your friend smell it, close it up. That car is now stank. It's broken. It'll never smell the same. 
same. You got to burn some hippie incense, drop some osium in there, vacuum that shit out, smoke a cigarette in there. It's still going to stank. It is not going to work. So East Coast Sour Diesel, it's a super stinky plant. A lot of those stink traits definitely come through in this cross. Um, let's see, where are we? I do have some notes, but I try to stay on track because I get quite rambly. East Coast Sour Diesel grows tall with thick, dense buds. I'm talking about the parents of the plants here, kind of giving you an idea of why I made this. Uh, let's see, the buzz from Sour D is super aggressive. Uh, when I smoke that one, my eyes get super heavy and I get this weird like tunnel vision, isolated sort of a feeling. Sometimes I get of a sort of a heart racing sort of a feeling, but it's definitely in my own head, introspective, introvert kind of weed. I don't want to talk to people. I just want to be left the fuck alone because I'm trying to figure out the meaning of life and a Rubik's Cube all at the same time. So that's what that one does. Now let's talk about the lemon skunk male that I used in this cross. Um, first of all, I should mention this is not the lemon skunk that I used in Lemon Jeffrey and Firefly and all the other lemon stuff that you've heard about in the past. This is not the same lemon skunk. That is a lemon skunk female. In this situation, I am using a male lemon skunk plant. This is a BC lemon skunk. So this has been around for a while from the BC Seed Company. Uh, I've got my hands on a great lemon skunk male that does great things. Uh, it adds great vigor. It adds great shape. It adds great potency. And most of all, it adds a really amazing lemon flavor to things. You guys know how I like that lemon terp. This one is packed up with lemon. It's got a beautiful structure. The node spacing is really nice on this one. Uh, my lemon skunk female, the node spacing is kind of far. Uh, this one's more of a compact structure uh, compared to that lemon skunk. Uh, it's got a giant top flower. It makes uh, really sturdy plants. It can hold themselves up. That other lemon skunk is kind of floppy and needs supports. The male is more sturdy, more robust. Uh, it can hold itself up and it makes offspring. This lemon skunk makes offspring that reek of lemons and they are stupid potent. So I got the idea, why not take the lemon skunk and the sour diesel, the East Coast sour diesel, and put those together and see what we could come up with and the results. Let's talk a little bit about the results. Now, first, before we get there, let's talk about why did I name it John Lemon? That's next here on the notes. Why did I make it John Lemon? Um, honestly, John Lemon was recommended to some by me. Uh, to me by somebody on social media. I don't remember who did that exactly. There were so many names given and so many things to keep track of. If you recommended it and you think you were first, let me know. I'll give you a prize. Shout out for the great name. But uh, the name is awesome. I am honestly not a huge Beatles or John Lennon and definitely not a Yoko Ono fan. My buddy Chris in high school, shout out to Chris. I hope you're well, brother. He's a huge Beatles fan. Uh, I had to listen. We got to listen to the Beatles all the time in the car with Chris. Uh, he chose the Beatles. Robbie chose Pink Floyd. Greg chose the Grateful Dead. And I chose Fish. That's kind of like how we picked our favorite bands. Uh, everybody got their own band. But I wasn't the Beatles guy. That was Chris. Uh, but the Beatles are cool, dude. Don't think I'm saying that I hate the Beatles. That's just not the one I would have chose. I would have chose the Grateful Dead or Fish over the Beatles any day. And Pink Floyd's kind of boring to me, to be honest with you. I know I'm going to get hate mail. Send it. Have fun in the comment section. Get it on down there. Uh, but when somebody said John Lemon, I thought it was a great name because we've all seen John Lennon in front of the Statue of Liberty in New York. That brought me to the New York vibes. He's not from New York, but, you know, he made it there. And then uh, we've got the uh, the lemon flavor brings in the lemon. So it's John Lemon, John Lennon. It was just a beautiful play on words. When I heard it, could not resist. I tried to resist for a long time, but I kept coming back. I have a list of names and I kept going, this John Lemon right here, that's going to be the one, bro. And it's my, my decision overall. So I chose John Lemon. Now let's segue into talking about flavor and aroma or terps, if you will. Uh, this one's got a lot of great flavor to it. You're going to hear me say the word sour a lot because this one is dominated by sour flavors. There's a backup of 
a backup of lemon flavors. There's a backup of some skunk. There's hints of maybe some cat piss, some ammonia in there. But let's talk about some of the aromas and flavors that will come from this. It's going to be mostly sour. The BC Lemon Skunk I use makes everything taste like strong, sour lemons. That uh, The lemon skunk on the other plants I use is kind of a softer uh, lemonade kind of a lemons. This one is more just straight up non-diluted, sour, ripe lemons in your face lemons. Like if you get that plastic lemon with the juice and squeeze it on your tongue, you make that pucker, that's this kind of lemon. <clears throat> then the sour diesel adds a definitely a diesel aroma to it. There's that diesel funk to it. Then it also adds sort of a uh, an astringent, sort of a cat piss, sort of a really sharp aroma, maybe ammonia to it, to the mix. Uh, most of the phenotypes are very sour. Some of the other phenotypes are going to have a little bit of lemon. Some are gonna have some diesel. Some plants will even have a little bit of fuel and skunk terps to them. You'll get a little bit of cat piss and ammonia in some, but you're mainly going to get sour, straight sour and lemons, but you're mostly gonna get sour. Sour fuel, sour ammonia, maybe some sour cat piss. It sounds disgusting, but if you're a cannabis smoker, you know that that sour diesel cat piss aroma with lemons mixed into it is going to be amazing and you know the buzz will be high. Every time you smoke something like that, the buzz is just straight to the brain. My eyes go crazy. I get kind of anxious. My heart starts racing. The armpits get sweaty. That's what I love when I smoke. So now let's talk about the buzz. Uh, a lot of times I feel like this one goes right to the face, right to the head. It's like, oh gosh, when I smoke it, my eyes go, oh, there it was. And they get all droopy. My face gets warm. Uh, I feel like I'm hot. I feel like I got my temperature raises, the pits get sweaty, the heart starts racing. I can't remember where I put my sunglasses, but I'm probably wearing them. I can't figure out where I put my phone, but I'm probably playing with my phone and can't find it. That's the kind of buzz that the John Lemon gives to me. All right, we've talked a lot about the smoking effects. Most of you here are here to grow this plant. So let's talk about the growing characteristics of John Lemon. Most of the things I breed take a little bit to flower. I would recommend letting these go for about 70 days, maybe a little bit longer. I say 10 weeks is average and standard for this plant. There may be some shorter. There definitely may be some longer. Most of the best phenotypes finish around 10 weeks. The plants that take a little bit longer are definitely the lemon skunk leaners, and they definitely get super potent and super lemony, but I don't want all that lemon. I want more of the sour in there. I prefer the 10 weekers. If you want to play with those longer finishers, I encourage you to do that. Expect tall plants. These plants will triple in size before they are finished. That's right, triple. If your grow space is only six feet tall, start flowering around two feet. Save some space for the light also that may mess you up. Um, the lemon skunk phenotype will get tall quickly and it gets taller and it's a little bit thinner. The sour diesel phenotype will spread out a little bit more and not get as tall as quickly. You'll notice it does more branching, more spreading out, more lateral growth instead of just straight going straight up. Uh, all those long arms do fill in with fat colas on both phenotypes if you don't clean them up too much. A lot of us uh, do too much lollipopping and pruning. This is one that I recommend pruning and lollipopping a little bit less. If you let all those little balls grow, they will fill in and that will make one giant nugget all the way up the branch. Those will be big fat colas if you don't take too much off. So leave a lot of that. That's my advice. Uh, even the bottom buds on these plants will get frosty and dense if they're getting just a little bit of light. They'll fill in. Don't worry about that. I usually, most of the time when I'm talking about growing, I recommend and suggest a heavy defoliation. 
not with these plants. If you are going to defoliate your John Lemon, go medium, maybe just a little above medium, but do not go hard. They don't reply well. They don't react well, respond well to that. You'll get hate mail. They'll tell you they're pissed off for the next week or so. They won't recover. So go light with the defoliation. Go light to medium, maybe medium, uh, hard medium at the most. Popping and twisting is okay with these plants. They will take it very well, and it does slow down that vertical growth. So as soon as you throw them into flower, maybe even a week before flower, pop and twist all those stems. As soon as they recover, about 14, 21 days, guess what? Pop and twist again, or do it in more spaces. They're growing. There's more space to pop and twist. Keep popping. They will keep growing. It'll slow them down from going up. They'll keep growing out. They'll get wider. They'll get stockier, and they will recover from that before they start flowering. Where are we? I've got more notes. Um, they do react well to topping, but I wouldn't recommend topping them too many times. Uh, I think one top kind of low to make all those lower branches meet because these plants will make one giant top cola. If you don't take it out, take that out. All the bottoms will meet. They'll meet right up to it. I wouldn't go more than one top. Uh, these plants do not like the screen of green method very well. They don't like to be trellised and manipulated and pulled around too much. Uh, I usually do a screen when they're low to spread them out. So these plants like to go up. I put a screen on them and pull them down to make them go out and then I can shape them the way I want. After that, I don't do a lot of manipulation. Most of the time I'll do some weaving and do the weave the arms in where I want them. Now with these plants, I realize they probably grow better if I don't weave them into the net. So I do minimal trellising. I do a spreader and I do a supporter. A lot of your plants are going to get really tall really quickly. So I recommend at least that support net or maybe some sticks or tomato cages or something like that because they are going to get tall. A lot of the phenotypes will be very robust and turgid and be able to hold themselves up. Some of them will need supports, especially when they start developing big, fat, chunky, frosty. I'm just exaggerating. Big, beautiful buds. You guys are going to need some supports for that. One thing I have noticed is that these plants do eat a lot of nitrogen and they do benefit from continued nitrogen into the flowering phase. A lot of times they'll run out of nitrogen kind of early, so a good way to prevent that is to continue your veg feed a couple of weeks into flower. A lot of times we just cut out that veg nutrient right away. We quit giving it nitrogen. We switch right to the bloom newts on day one of flower. These plants will run out of nitrogen or have the opportunity or are likely to run out of nitrogen if you do things that way. I don't recommend giving them just a big hit of nitrogen right before you flip them. They won't like that. They will benefit and they will appreciate it and respond better if you give them lower doses of nitrogen later into the flowering phase, maybe all the way up to day 14, maybe even a little later. Uh, they will start burning out of nitrogen and they do grow for 10, maybe more weeks. Be prepared. If you do run out of nitrogen, you can foliar feed them, feed them your base nutrient that will help. But once you start seeing it, it will be a chase and a race because they will eat a lot of nitrogen. That's going to start throwing everything else out of whack also. So give them some nitrogen early in flower. Don't cut that out. Now let's talk a little bit about phenotypes. That's always everybody's favorite. I'm going to give my disclaimer. Everybody always asks, not everybody, a lot of people ask, what's your favorite phenotype or what phenotype would you pick? Um, that phenotype popped up in my garden and it was perfect for me. It may not even pop up in your garden since you've got different lights, air, water, soil, microbes, nutrients, uh, different love, different music. Uh, everything is different in there. You may not even see the same phenotypes that I have because a phenotype is an expression based on an environment. If you don't have the same environment, you may not even get the same expression. So that's step one of talking about phenotypes. The other part is 
when I select a phenotype, I am selecting it for me. That's who I want to smoke, grow, breed, take pictures of, smell it, look at it for the next year or two. That's the plan I'm working with. It's kind of like picking your date. Do you want me to select your date? I like to describe phenotype selection kind of like this. I made a bunch of seeds. There are several lines to pick from. We have agreed you want lemons, you want sour, you want diesel feel, so you pick John Lemon. That's what you've got. Now, in my mind, we've got it narrowed down pretty damn close to what we got. I'm going to compare this to we've all decided that we want Italian food. We've all now driven to the Italian restaurant. That's what we're going to call John Lemon. This just got weird and it became Italian food. But follow along. This will all make sense in the end. When we get to the Italian restaurant, they're going to pass us a menu. On that menu is going to be nine different kinds of pasta. There'll probably be an eggplant dish. There'll be a bunch of other great shit in there. Um, You might want the white sauce. You might want the garlic sauce. I'm going for the red sauce today. I usually do the white sauce, but I already assigned it to somebody else. We all want different sauces, right? So that is kind of what I think it's like when we're selecting phenotypes. We've all decided we want Italian food. Now it's up to you to pick if you want the marinara or if you want the garlic sauce or if you want the white sauce. I've driven you to the Italian restaurant. I got you that far. So phenotype selection, I don't want to choose off the menu for you. You've got to open up the menu and see which one gets your opinion. The phenotype I'm going to select is great for me. The meal I'm going to select is perfect for me. I'm a vegetarian. I like this. I like this. I'm going to order the right shit for me. You may want to order totally different shit, and that's how your phenotype may be. I want the one that takes a long time to finish. Not in this case. I want that 10-weeker, but generally, I want a long, sativa-dominant, longer-finishing, longer-flowering plant with a lot of flavor that gets me wrecked when I smoke it that's got a certain shape. Uh, I don't really care too much about the colors and the certain things. I'm not growing it for Instagram. I want it to be potent. I need it to be resistant to pathogen. Uh, I want it to not be intersex. I really need it to handle problems and bugs well because I'm going to breed to it, make market seeds out of it. So I've got a different criteria than you. You may want one that grows short and squat and tastes like chocolate and has an indica dominant buzz and puts you on the couch. So me telling you which phenotype to select um, doesn't do either one of us any good. In my opinion, we've driven to the Italian restaurant. You've got the menu grow them out, find the Italian dish in there that is the best for you. Now, with that being said, let's talk about some of the phenotypical expressions I have experienced and my test growers and my friends growing these strains have experienced. Uh, There is the sour phenotype. Then there is the more sour phenotype. All of the phenotypes are sour. The main difference, uh, some's going to have more diesel than others. Some's going to have... So the main difference is the growth structure. We'll talk about the flavors, and I've already talked about that. We'll touch on that again in a second. The main difference is the growth structure. The sour D phenotype kind of creeps outward. It branches out. It gets a little bit wider. The lemon skunk phenotype gets a little bit taller. It doesn't grow out as wide, so you don't need as much space between plants, uh, but it's going to get taller, so you need more vertical space for that one. Other differences, like I mentioned before, are flavors and aromas. Those are things that you'll notice as soon as you start flowering, you may notice some of these differences. Uh, One thing I notice is some of my favorite phenotypes, if you give it a little stem rub and smell your fingers, it is cat piss and ammonia, and I love it. But let's stay on track here. I've got notes in front of me of the background aromas. So it's sour and lemons. That is obvious. That is the main ingredient, the main aromas you're going to smell here. Sour is just overwhelmingly kind of gross sour. And then you've got lemons, uh, just fresh ripe lemons. So it's like, oh, that's grossly good. And lemons, oh, gross. You make a pucker face and you smell it again. Then there are background and backup aromas that come with that. Some of those are like diesel fuel or gasoline. 
Uh, then there's skunk in there. Some of them smell like uh, sour skunk gas. But then we've got things uh, like I've been talking about, ammonia, cat piss, and real astringent flavors like that. There's one of them that randomly throws out a little bit of lavender terps, and I don't know where that comes from. One thing I've noticed, though, that I think that medium and feed really play a huge difference in the flavors and aromas of this cross. Uh, when I grow it in soilless mix, it tastes pretty pretty similar, pretty much the same way. When I put it in cocoa, it tastes different. When my friends grow it in living soil, it really brings out that lavender sort of thing. It brought out sort of a floral turf that I could not quite describe. Still had that main sour thing to it, but there was something at the end. I've got a really sensitive palate. I can really identify things. I like to think. I like to believe. I seem to have proven that theory, but there was a lavender sweetness at the end of it, and he runs organic living soil. So uh, that seemed to bring that out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that is my report on John Lemon. I feel like I rushed through that one kind of quickly. So if you need more details, more information, if you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, of course, you can send me an email at growfromyourheartathotmail.com. Also, make sure you check out the website, iredirect.com. There's a sale going right now where you can get John Lemon packs for a great price. Tune in, tap in is what I think my buddy May says. Big shout out to Masonic Smoker. Uh, make sure you support the Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. Everything else is at my main website, iregenetics.com. Check it out. I hope you had as much fun watching this episode as I did recording it. It's good to be back from the uh, the sickness, the virus, the plague. Uh, I feel like I flowed pretty good on this one. This was the first episode that I actually really felt comfortable on and natural again. So thanks for watching. Thanks for hanging out. I'm going to wrap it up while it's still a good show. I'll be back in a week with fresh new content. I want to give a big shout out to my buddy Rosin Ryan. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me.